0: Hello again everyone and welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Vacillo as always, joined by Joe rasinello And once more dear brothers and sisters, let us go in to the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network 1350 on your AM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content and by all means help Joe and I, Joe and I out wherever you can on social media. Where you see us, click something that's gonna help. Like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And today, we are very pleased and honored to be joined by Alan Smith. And Alan and and Joe and I are gonna be discussing Alan's new book, Archbishop Sheen's Book of Sacraments, a Fulton Sheen anthology that's published by Sophia Press. Now, many of you out there uh, know Alan, all right? Alan is in the media, also on radio. Uh, and a number of things, but for those of you who don't, a brief introduction. Uh, Al Smith is a husband, father, and grandfather who has served the church for 15 years as a Catholic evangelist, radio host, writer, internet broadcaster, and retreat director. He's often featured on Catholic media, um, such as EWTN Radio and Television, Radio Maria, the Catholic Channel, Relevant Radio, and Shalom TV. He is also the founder and director of the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada, and has served on the board of directors of the Fulton Sheen Foundation in Peoria, Illinois, which promotes the cause of Archbishop Sheen's canonization. In addition, Al is also the founder and director of the Bishop of Bishop Sheen Today, which is a media group responsible for promoting and, and publishing the works of the Good Archbishop throughout the world. Al's award-winning website attracts millions year and the publishing arm of his apostolate distributes dozens of sheen titles to a worldwide audience now if that was not enough okay uh, al is a writer with catholic exchange magazine and has produced three best-selling books distributed by sophia institute press al smith welcome to the front line with joe and joe
2: hey amen thanks for having me the sun came up today here in canada and it's great to be uh, on your show
1: Excellent.
0: Now we're going to start
1: out with around. a prayer because all good things start with a prayer, and this is a very good thing. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought, you know, your, intercession or sought intercession your intercession was left
0: unaided.
1: Inspired by, by this it, confidence, by this kind of we fly I mean, to, I mean, to you, a virgin of virgins, virgin virgin our virgin mother. mother. To you to we you come, 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 before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, on a petition. But in your clemency, Amen. hear and See, answer, hear us.
0: answer us. Amen. Amen. Saint Dominic, pray for pray us. For us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Before we kick into it, we love Al because Al is the everyday man. He's a pipe fitter. Love it. He also has a devotion to Saint Joseph and a devotion to Archbishop Sheen of which I have a devotion to. Um, I've read a number of his books um, and it is an absolute pleasure to have someone like him on our show. Uh, As some of our listeners know, we also have a presence in Canada on Holy Faith Media. Al is all over Canada and he's a dear friend. Um, Al, just a good place to start the conversation. Um, what drew you to Sheen? I mean, clearly he's had a deep impact on your life. What was the impetus to, to, you know, I I often find that saints choose us, we don't choose them. What drew you to him?
2: Well, and again, it, it's, um, I admit to people that I came uh, to Sheen later in my life. Uh, I was 48 years old when I read my first uh, Sheen book. Um, You know, many people have these stories of watching Sheen on television or, uh, you know, having encounters with his podcast or things, but uh, I didn't even know of Sheen uh, my whole adult life, basically. Uh, But then when I was 48 years old and my good wife and I were dropping our daughter off to a a little small Catholic college. Um, My wife found in the used book pile at the uh, school uh, a book of Fulton Sheen's called Peace of Soul. And uh, so when we were driving home, she started reading to me this uh, a few passages from this book, Peace of Soul. And the very first line of that book was simply, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And that got my attention. I said, wow, who preaches like that anymore? Like unless souls are saved nothing is saved like you know so because i remember being a teenager and a lot of my friends were evangelical and it was all about saving souls and i just thought of that great energy that came from that and so uh when i came home i said you know i'm going to give this uh, fulton sheen um a chance and so i went on the internet and started looking up his stuff and i realized he wrote 66 books uh, hundreds of videos on the internet and i thought Wow, and then I started to watch a few videos, and I started to say, "Wow, this—he's getting into my, my heart and my mind." And uh, I picked up a book called *Victory Over Vice*, uh, a book he penned in 1939, and it was like a good parish priest just came to my shoulder and said, "Let's talk about your sin. You think that you're so good and all this other stuff, but I'm going to show you that you, uh, you struggle with all of the seven deadly sins, and I'm going to give you a remedy." a remedy which is the seven last words and i tell you after reading that book i was hooked and sheen had turned my heart to realize that i had offended god through my sins and so i think a lot of us just go through our lives not really being sorry we fall into sin uh we go to confession uh it's almost like we get a power wash and we think we're squeaky clean uh but deep down uh again I always like to say Fulton Sheen brought me deeper into the mystery and he started to teach me some good, holy habits, uh, Again, the De holy hour devotion, uh, so many things. So again, I just uh, started to gobble up all of his writings because I thought every time I just read a page of his, of his book, that's so true. That's so <laughs> true. And so I think this is what I found is that, um, he can't steer you wrong. There's really nothing, um, you know, controversial in the sense of, um, you know, you know it's solid Catholic teaching and every one of his books had a imprimatur and a Niallopstad and stuff. So I don't know, he won me over. He won me over. And then just talking to my good mother, then she talked about how my dad is a convert to the faith because of Fulton Sheen. Uh, he's one of the many converts that Fulton Sheen brought into the faith, and and sometimes it's in the hundreds of thousands. So uh, I'm indebted to Fulton Sheen for my Catholic faith because my dad became Catholic, and then he married my mother, and so. Uh, I tell you what! A, what a great story! So uh, that's my opening salvo there. There
0: you go. Right, there you go. I, I mean, I, it's amazing when you think about it. Just, just how how far into the into the depths uh, American culture has gotten. Just in, let's say, for argument's sake, two or three generations. Joe and I, Alan, mentioned on the show all the time. People don't realize Fulton Sheen had the, had the the hit show. On, on, of all networks I believe it was NBC okay correct you could correct me if I'm wrong on that it was NBC and what was it the late 40s and the in the early 1950s the hit show on television he'd get lynched at NBC today in other okay. words they, they they wouldn't let him walk through the they wouldn't let him collect the garbage um you know from their from their elitist offices and throw their garbage out yet he had the hit show and as I'm glad you mentioned that Fulton Sheen was not appealing only to a Catholic audience because as you mentioned, he's responsible for for the conversions again I you couldn't possibly count it but I would bet hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people uh in America to the Catholic faith. incredible incredible influence but yeah just how far we've come he they, they, they wouldn't let them they won't let him take out the garbage at NBC now.
2: Any right. comments on that, brother? Yeah, well, it wasn't NBC. It was, so he came on the Dumont uh, television network, and I believe it was an ABC affiliate um, in the okay. end. Okay, every deal, but it's so okay. I, the
0: I apologize if you no. were NBC, but they still wouldn't let him. NBC now they still wouldn't let him take out the garbage.
2: I know, but I think what it was is, and they gave him what I call was, a, was an as a term for it, but they call it almost like a death spot in the sense that they thought, okay, we'll give you a try on this, but we're gonna put you up against uh, Frank Sinatra, Jackie Gleason, like we're gonna put you up against all the, the good guys, Milton Burrow and stuff like that and uh, but boy his show took off and even Milton Berle had to change his time slot because he didn't want to compete against Fulton Sheen and of course he won an Emmy for being the outstanding personality on television and I mean a classic line that he gave when he accepted the trophy uh, he you know he just says I want to thank my writers. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and so, you know, um, and, uh, you know, uh, Uncle Milty or Milton Burrow would say, you know, he's got better writers than me, (laughs) so, um, but he won America over and not just America, but Canada and wherever his, um, you know, television show was, was viewed. So, uh, I tell you, he had something, because I think deep in our hearts, everybody's kind of saying. I got this God thing. I got to work it out. I got to, I got to do something about it. And Fulton Sheen on television, just the title of the show, your life is worth living. You know, he's saying, you know, God has a plan for each and every one of us. And, you know, we're here to live our lives for God. And so uh, I tell you, he hit a nerve, he hit a nerve and that's what was so beautiful about him.
1: You know, it's funny. I'm glad you said that. You talked about the human heart. I think his appeal was just that. He appealed to the human heart of the every man, whether you were an intellectual or you were simple person, it doesn't matter. God is there and he spoke common sense. You see that that appeals to people because deep down underneath all the masks that people wear, that's what's there. And and to be honest with you, and this is kind of where I want to like go with this question. It all came from one place, Christ sheen believed in prayer daily prayer and i want you to talk about this al because i have seen this in action myself in my walk with the lord going to mass on sunday is an obligation but sheen prayed a holy hour every day he encouraged people to go to mass every day why is that important this is stuff that lay catholics could do i always say this you can't give what you don't have and it all comes from god and sheen got it from christ and he shared it speak about that why is it important
2: right um If you go back and listen to Sheen's audio recordings from the 30s and 40s, and you can read some of his uh, transcripts, they're all been printed, they're all available. Uh, Every show, he made a plea with his audience to spend an hour each day in prayer. And he would say to Catholics, you know, come to mass, spend time there, and then stay after mass and uh, finish the hour. And um, because I think what he was really trying to say was, um how do you spell love it's not always l-o-v-e it's t-i-m-e in that you need to spend time like you know how do you develop a friendship uh, do i just visit with joe and joe once a month but you know or should i visit every day you know it's the sense of he's saying how are you ever going to get to know someone of course know christ if you don't spend time with him, and, you know, he really was very big on the dynamic of, you know, speaking and listening um, in the sense that, yeah, we love to sit uh, in church sometimes and look towards the tabernacle. and do all the talking. Lord, I got this. I got that. I need this. I need that. Like, you know, you got to help me with this. And But then, no, no, no. Listen, just sit and listen. And this is what Fulton Sheen did. He, he talked the talk, but he walked the walk. And people who know of him uh, know that for 62 consecutive years, he never missed his holy hour. Never, never. Um, and so that dedication, and you saw the results. You know, you watch a guy that works out in the gym every day, you know, for years. Um, you see the results. You see the results, and you see it with Fulton Sheen. But what he was trying to say to us is we need God, and the only way to really um, restore uh, a broken friendship, because we've all fallen into sin and severed our friendship with our Lord, uh, but that's to spend time to, of course. listen to him and uh, I think this is what he was trying to say is we need to converse we need to mingle uh and make God a part of our life and uh without God in our lives we're lost we're lost
0: I think I think, I think it's 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 great that you're you're saying that to our audience to Joe and I and making and and highlighting what what Sheen had to say about that because quite frankly you know Alan Smith is joining Joe and I at the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Network we're talking all things Fulton Sheen um we we're just so damn distracted, Alan. You know, and, and you want to know I'm, what? I'm going to raise my hand, okay? Guilty, guilty is charged, okay? We have a good priest that, uh, in our parish. Many of us do. There's a lot of great priests out there. Most are great priests, okay? Um, said, why don't you just on your way to work? You know that the candle's lit by the tabernacle. You know Jesus is there at your local parish even, okay? Why don't, before you go to work, just even if you duck in and genuflect and do the sign of the cross or... Heaven forbid, spend four or five minutes there, let alone even the hour of power. It's like you mentioned the gym analogy, Alan. If you haven't been in the gym or if you've never been in the gym, you're not going to go in there and try to max out. You're going to hurt yourself, okay? It's not, but you go back and you start. You get used to spending that time with Christ. Again, I'm saying this to myself as much as I'm saying it to anybody else. I need to start doing it. You know, and I'm glad you're mentioning it we all should start with just a couple minutes just duck into the local church your local parish for a couple minutes just before you go to work or whatever but my point is we're just you know we'll spend all sorts of time on our cell phones Alan you know and we want people to, to use their information that's out there. that's why we do the front line with Joe and Joe that's why you you do social media in your shows you want people to hear what you have to say but take dial it back a little bit in other words and get rid of all the nonsense right if you got rid of the nonsense i bet you'd find that five minutes to spend with christ your comments on that
2: right well you know i give an example okay my mother uh 85 years old uh, and she watches the show okay um she lives 10 minutes from my house and so you know i think of my mother every day yet my lord and savior is seven minutes from my house from my local parish but do i think about him at all. You know, it's just one of these things where, you know, Fulton Sheen would give that example and he'd say to me, like, you know, hey, your mother lives 10 minutes down the road and you think about her every day, but yet our Lord's there, you know, seven minutes down the road and how often do you think of him? Got it? And so I think it's this whole sense of, um, you know, acknowledging that God so loved the world that he He came and died on the cross and he was true to his promise. He says, I will not leave you orphan." I will not leave your orphan. And he's there, he's present in every tabernacle around the world. So uh, think about him. And um, again, I just use my analogy of my mother, uh, just sort of it. But again, this is what Fulton Sheen did so well. He just said, you can't ignore God. Don't let him just be the fire service that you just ring him when you got a problem. You need to walk with him, talk with him and make him your best friend.
1: You know, and, and you, you talked about this a little earlier. It's how you develop virtues. You see, like, again, grace, it's our will and God's grace working together. We do that through living a sacramental life. We do that through prayer. You know, no one is born holy. In fact, we're born sinners and we need God. You see, society for 2,000 years hasn't connected that. Like, like there, there's a humility in what you're saying. Alan, I mean, really, because what it's saying is I need you to do X, fill me with your grace. And in doing that, we have to empty ourselves. You know, again, there isn't a connection. One thing I know, I know me, Al, I know who I am. And I know that without God, I can't do what I've been called to do. I can't. I can't. Mm -hmm but that goes for everybody everybody you know no matter if you went to harvard or you went to mcgill university wherever you do whatever or you're simple person doing you know a simple thing working at a supermarket we need god we're all broken you know like man hasn't connected that dot fulton sheen did he was a brilliant man by the way went to fancy schools he was smart as the day is long but he understood the need to go to the well talk a little bit about that
2: well yeah and you know i think it also comes and i have to talk about his relationship with the blessed virgin mary um you know and it came naturally to him because his good mother on the day of his baptism took this little child fulton sheen and placed him in front of the statue of the blessed virgin mary and consecrated and dedicated his son to her care. And she told him that story always as a young child, you know, on the day of your baptism, I consecrated you to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And of course he journeyed with her. And even during his first Holy Communion, he made a a rededication to her. And uh, again, just think about that. He, He truly lived this, I got a mother in my life. Uh, yes, I have my biological mother, but I have this heavenly mother who cares about me even more than my own natural mother. And so uh, this journey of just trusting her, trusting her. And I think we miss out on this opportunity uh, so much to have a relationship with the Blessed Virgin Mary. And of course, he dedicated his priesthood uh, to her. And every Saturday, he would offer mass, um, you know, in honor of her asking her to protect his priesthood. So again, this journey comes in a very beautiful way in that he showed us the way of companionship. That is not just a relationship with Christ. You have his mother. Um, And of course, he would always point to those words from the cross, woman, behold your son son behold your mother and at that moment we became children of Mary we had a beautiful spiritual adoption happen and so uh, and of course he reminded that but he can he lived it and every book he penned he dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary so again that example alone I think just uh, speaks volumes and if only we could just uh, pick up a little bit of that uh, our lives would be so much better. Mm
0: Let's let's take that perfect segue, Alan, into your book, okay? Because for the the journey, the road, all right, whatever word you want to give it, you need the sacraments. We try to Joe and I try to say all the time. Joe and I are not even. We talk about politics. We talk about culture. Our ultimate goal is we want people to come into the Catholic Church. Why? Because it benefits us. No, because it benefits them. Benefits the, the convert because we have the grace of the sacraments. And Alan Smith is joining Joe and I at the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic radio network to discuss his new book, Archbishop Sheen's book of sacraments, a Fulton Sheen anthology. So speak, if you would, Alan, to how Christ himself instituted each sacrament.
2: Right. Yeah. Now I uh, will hold up for those who are watching, um, you know, on uh, social media, this is what the book looks like. It's uh, a very beautiful design, of course, Christ's baptism in the River Jordan. Uh, but again, we all, uh, I like to say, need a guidebook, a handbook, and I believe every uh, Catholic home should have a book on the sacraments, uh, because I think we we've kind of lost, um, you know, if we were ever asked, um, you know, what are the sacraments, I think a lot of us would fumble uh, giving the answer. But uh, to answer your question about, uh, you know, Know, speak about how Christ instituted each sacrament, um, again, Fulton Sheen um, spends a great deal of time and detail, and also Father John Hardin. I included his writings in this book because I thought he's a contemporary of Sheen, and he gets it, and so, um, you know, I think we just have to look at each one of the sacraments and go back and think about the scriptures, And those times in sacred scripture where um, our Lord, uh, you know, was very present and, you know, we think about baptism, and of course we think of of the baptism of our Lord in the river Jordan, and of course he, um, you know, again instituted this sacrament because you know, not only did he talk the talk, he walked the walk. Um, And of course, those words to Nicodemus, and, um, you know, I think what I love about uh, this baptism, when he said to Nicodemus, um, you know, our Lord used the strongest language. And he said to him, unless you are reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, you shall not reach the kingdom of heaven. And so, you know, baptism is so important. And, uh, you know, I say to people, that's where the graces are infused, you know, and I think of those great words that we heard from God, the Father himself, you know, uh, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And Fulton Sheen, you know, mentions that, you you know, those same words are said when we all get baptized. Um, You know, God the Father is saying, this is Joe." my beloved son, and who I'm well pleased. Um, we may not hear those words audibly, but uh, you just think about that. And of course, Christ, uh, again, setting the example. And this is what I find with all of these sacraments. Uh, Christ, um, you know, participated in them. Of course, through you know, the sacrament of marriage he was at the wedding feast of Cana. Uh, We think of confirmation and that, you know, our Lord's life began uh, by his mother was uh, overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And of course, he sent the Spirit down upon the earth, Uh, you know, the sacrament of holy orders. uh, He instituted on Holy Thursday, when he had his apostles around him, and he instituted the priesthood, and the eucharist and so again we just open the scriptures up and you know there's there's the testimony there's the testimony that uh, christ did institute these sacraments some people may say no 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 it's just it was these were around before christ came into the world but no christ came and instituted the sacraments to feed us to give us these uh fountains of grace to help get us to heaven
1: you know I always say the one-two punch in the Catholic world is uh, reconciliation with the priest, sacramental reconciliation, and the Eucharist. The Eucharist, a fancy word that it, uh, it's referred to as is viaticum. That means food for the journey. Now, a lot of times people say, well, I go to church and I get nothing out of it. My my next statement, if someone says that to me, I would say, are you going to confession now to be a practicing Catholic, we must go to confession once a year that's in the catechism of the Catholic Church, but some very holy people recommended otherwise, think they john Paul II, Padre Pio, and I believe Fulton Sheen go once a month. It's an important thing when you receive the Eucharist in a state of grace after going to confession. Your life changes. Talk about that one-two punch because I'll be honest with you, Al, I think that's what's missing. People, even practicing Catholics who are going to, to to you know, church, they're receiving, but they're not going to confession. Confession opens us up to the grace. And it should, it used to be there'd be confession every mass, right before mass. It's not happening anymore. I think it would be a turning point in the church
2: if we stress that. Could you talk to it? Right. You know, I think when I think about penance uh, and confession, I mean, the Lord led by example on Calvary, those beautiful words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I mean, he was crying that out to the whole world. um, And to say, you know, remember these words. And I think this is the whole idea. We don't even think of forgiveness, you know, and we never want to especially look inside of our souls. Uh, Fulton Sheen in this book uh, stresses the examination of conscience uh, to make that a daily holy habit to reflect upon your day and, uh, you know, through the lens of the gospel. And how many of us do that? How many of us even spend a moment doing a daily examine and of course this is what he was trying to say to us but again he was pointing to the scriptures often throughout this this book you know when you think about the eucharist i think of this one line you know from the gospel of john unless you unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you shall not have life within you strong language, strong language, you know, and I think uh, these are the whole, you know, we have to take so seriously, because Fulton Sheen was a scripture scholar, and he never missed that opportunity to uh, tie the scriptures in with his lessons. So when teaching about the sacrament of penance, of course, all the scriptures on forgiveness and mercy, teaching about teaching about the Eucharist, all of these great passages about Christ saying that you need to eat my flesh, and drink my blood to have life within you. And I think this is what people don't understand, the importance of receiving the Eucharist. And um, again, as often as possible, because it is the source and summit of our life. Um, It is the spark. It is the, you know, I think this is where I think we've lost our passion. uh, A lot of us, uh, our passion for the Eucharist. I think, think of the 40-hour devotions we used to have and Eucharistic processions, and we all know about the studies about people not believing, um, you know, in the real presence. But uh, Fulton Sheen just made sure he nipped that in the bud, um, and just brought us back, and of course used the scriptures as a basis for his teaching.
0: One thing I liked um, when I first. When I first heard of Fulton Sheen, which from, from actually was, I had maybe heard his name, but I uh, learned a little bit more about him when I, in the 90s, when I was uh, at the time, wasn't exactly the most practicing Catholic, if you know what I mean, and let put it mildly. Um, but I was opening my ears and opening my heart, and I was listening to the preaching of um, Father Karapi. And I remember that he was big on Fulton Sheen talking about prayer, talking about sin. And this is the reason why I'm bringing it up. And Joe mentioned the one-two punch. You know, there's a problem, Alan, um, and maybe in, in 30 seconds you could um, talk to it, is that we modern culture, modernism, call it whatever you want, doesn't believe there's anything to be sorry for. We have 30 seconds before the break.
2: Right. Yeah, no, Fulton Sheen would say the greatest tragedy in the world is the denial of sin, We we all think we're immaculately conceived, and so we've buried our conscience, and so, uh, again, it is what plagues society. Uh, We think we're all without sin, and yet Fulton Sheen uh, reminded us uh, kindly and gently, uh, no, uh, your soul is in peril, and you need to work on it, and of course, I think he had a great uh, message because people of course we just line up for the confessions after listening to him he would touch their heart and stir them so uh, hopefully our listeners uh, will get to confession too uh, after listening to this little talk
0: absolutely it's a must it's not it's not a lot of people say well oh you're being so judgmental what do i have to i'm not being judgmental there's grace there go get it it's being offered to you go get it if somebody gave what had a gold bar in there you'd go and get it and what you get with grace it's infinitely more valuable than a gold bar All right, so let's take a quick break. You're at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pacillo, Joe Resinello. Very pleased to be joined by Alan Smith discussing his new book on Fulton Sheen, Archbishop Sheen's Book of Sacraments, a Fulton Sheen anthology. You're listening to us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your a.m. dial. So stick around. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere.
3: Hey. You know about our Veritas shows, right? All five? It starts every Sunday at 5 p.m. with The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talk to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank. This is your chance to hear Bishop Frank Paggiano talk about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. That's when you can hear It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. It's a late-night show on Catholic Radio, and Liv mixes faith with humor, games, and dynamic interviews. There's a double dose of shows on Friday. First, at noon, it's Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Then, at 12.30 on Fridays, you can hear the Focus on Veritas, where Peter Sonsky puts the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at veritascatholic.com or on the mobile app.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Rasinello. And man, are we in the breach? Because we're talking about Archbishop Fulton Sheen with Alan Smith. And we're discussing Alan's new book that's published by Sophia Press, Archbishop Sheen's Book of Sacraments, a Fulton Sheen anthology. With that, I'm gonna hand it over to Joe Rasinello and we are gonna continue this very, very fruitful conversation.
1: Al, Joe P. Uh, mentioned in your bio that you served on the boards of the Sheen Foundation in Peoria, Illinois. For those who don't know, that's where uh, Sheen uh, came from, Peoria, Illinois. And you also were uh, involved in his cause for canonization. We're close with the Franciscan Friars of, of the Renewal, and I believe Anthony Apostoli, God rest his soul, was, uh, wasn't was he th- in charge of that uh, process? You you could tell me probably better right. than I
2: yeah, let me give you just a bit of a, a backstory. Yeah, please, because um, I know yeah. there's a lot going on with it. Right. And so I think, you know, we'll go right from the beginning. OK, so in 1979. Fulton Sheen dies and um, you know my Italian and my Latin isn't that great but what is that thing is it my uh, English isn't great Al. Yeah. S- Santo Subido, Santo Santo Subido. Su- yeah, that's right yeah. okay so they were crying that already like you know I mean he, uh, the good Lord took Fulton Sheen away and they were already crying make him a saint make him a saint and so you know 20 years goes by and then a good group of people from New York say you know we got to do something about this we got to start his cause for canonization and I know it was, uh, I think, Gregory Ladd and uh, Mr. Hickey. Uh, and of course, they approached Father Apostoli and said, you know, can we work on this together? And so they went to Cardinal O'Connor in New York City and asked Cardinal O'Connor, would you be interested in sponsoring the cause? Because the diocese has to do this, right? And, you know, Cardinal O'Connor just said, no, you know, we got a lot on our plate. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really that interested. <laughs> and yet, so they said, okay. And so they went to Rochester and asked the Bishop of Rochester, Would you be interested in doing the cause? Because he served for three years here as a bishop, and uh, they said no, no, um, no. And so, of course, then they approached Peoria, and Bishop Janky said, "Yeah, he's a Peoria boy. He came back and visited every year in Thanksgiving for his priesthood, and he's got family there." It's uh, again just makes sense. And so Bishop uh, uh, Jenke went to Rome and filed the papers in 2002, and the cause began. So uh, you receive a title, Servant of God. And so that was Fulton Sheen's title for almost 10 years. And over the years, what a diocese does is they collect evidence. And uh, I know in 2008, um, the cause, again, Fulton Sheen's cause, they put together this crate of every one of his books, every one of his videos, everything that Fulton Sheen ever wrote or said, they shipped it to the Vatican for the theologians to look over. And so they looked over that for a couple of years. And then, you know, in 2012, uh, Bishop, sorry, uh, Pope uh, Emeritus, Benedict XVI, declared Sheen venerable. Uh, And basically what that says is, He's worthy of imitation. Uh, We can venerate his writings and venerate his life because he lived a life of heroic virtue. And so it was a great day, you know, that stamp of approval to say, you know, Fulton Sheen has arrived. He's now venerable Sheen. And so now the Vatican says to us, okay, well, if you want to move farther, um, you have to present some miracles for us to scrutinize and look at. And there was this beautiful miracle that happened in 2010, uh, a family... um, uh, the Ingstrom family, um, you know. Uh gave birth, the mother gave birth to a stillborn child. And so, of course, they called the paramedics and uh, tried to resuscitate this little boy. And he was actually dead for 61 minutes. And um, all the time, the mother is just pleading with Fulton Sheen, you know, just say, please save my baby. And of course, the phone chain, the, um, you know, just the group of people praying for Fulton Sheen to intercede. And so um, after the paramedics had worked on this child and the uh, doctor came into the room to actually write a death certificate, and at the 61st minute, this child came back to life. And uh, you would think, you know, what kind of brain damage, what kind of suffering, you know, you think if you're without oxygen for three minutes, let alone 61 minutes, and yet this child recovered. And so uh, the miracle is, is the child came back to life. Uh, But the second miracle is that the child is normal and uh, is thriving and surviving. And uh, so I I remember going to the Mass of Thanksgiving in 2012 in Peoria, and I met this little boy, he was 2 years old he's all around our our legs he's like any little boy at church and so thanks be to god and so they submitted this miracle to the vatican to say okay here's the here's here's the one we want you to look at and all the medical documents uh, were sent to the panel and there's actually seven medical doctors in the vatican that look over all the data And they looked at it and said, no, this is a miracle. This defies science, medicine. This is God. And so they then said to the Holy Father, the cause of the saints, uh, this is the real deal. And so uh, it went, you know, into the Pope's office for him to sign. Now, what happened, of course, is that, um, you know, we heard good things about that, and uh, then it's, you know, the year's 2014, and so, um, you know, we say to the Vatican, what's what's next? And they said, well, you should have the body of Fulton Sheen brought, you know, to Peoria, because if we're going to do a beatification mass, we need uh you know we need his body there and then the, the wrestling over the body happened and uh it took years to sort this out it was a back and forth uh it's always like, like serve and volley it's like you know peoria would win this one case and then um you know uh, new york would would uh, uh appeal the case and Back and forth, but uh, the family member that people know, Sheen Joan Cunningham, she is the uh, niece of uh, Fulton Sheen. She's the closest uh, living relative. Uh, she said, "You know, we know it's best that we go to Peoria, where he's from." And so, when the courts uh, decided, and of course, Cardinal Dolan at the time said, "No, okay, we'll send the body to Peoria." And so, the body came. Uh, Bishop Jenke got on the phone to the Vatican and said, "Okay, we have uh, the body, and uh then and And of course, uh, the Holy Father then approved the miracle. And so he sent it off and he set a date for, I think it was December 21st, of 2019 for the beatification mass and then, of course, we heard of the postponement there was the Bishop from Rochester saying. You know i'm just not 100% sure here, there may be something of a mishandled case, and so, of course, uh, you know the Vatican sided with caution and so um, you know we we always said to people just remember this is just a delay. It's not a cancellation of his cause. It's not like we have to start over from zero. No, uh, it's a it's a postponement, and uh, we and of course we we know that Fulton Sheen um, is impe- impeccably clean. Like we we vetted all of these things years ago uh, during his cause, and so uh, I always say to people, be assured that a new date is coming, and uh, you know we're just I'm in constant communication with uh, the good folks in Peoria, and uh, they're just waiting for the Vatican to set a new date uh because we haven't heard you know there's the statue of limitations in new york state and all these things and you know it's been two years now and uh again no bad news nothing mm-hmm. controversial and so uh I, we we believe the coast is clear so now we're just waiting for that date and as soon as we get that date we'll tell the world and so i always say you know um we, we're spoiled. We're spoiled as Catholics because John Paul II, he was fast tracked. Mother Teresa, fast tracked. You know, so we're so used to saints being fast tracked. But if you look at the church history, it takes hundreds of years sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, I always Where, like say, you
0: said, Alan. We're a little, we're a little spoiled in that regard. We need. I'm glad you mentioned that. Some of our greatest saints took Joe, yeah. correct me, centuries. Uh, you know saints that we pray to routinely it it wasn't santo subido (laughs) when it came to them um you're listening to the front line with joe and joe joe Pasillo and joe racinello and we're just so very honored to be joined by alan smith and we're talking about all things fulton j sheen particularly alan's book alan i'm going to have you mention it at the end but you can mention it also now about where people could buy your new book archbishop sheen's book of sacraments a fulton sheen anthology we know it's available uh at Sophia institute press where else can folks find
2: I mean, you can find it wherever... Catholic books are sold. I always like to support our local little retailers. Those mom and pop stores—they uh, can order it in and you know have it available to you. Of course, there's always that Amazon thing. You know, I mean, it's everywhere, right? And so one thing about Amazon is you can buy it uh, in 12 different countries. It's all—it's global, you know. So it's beautiful that way. And people sometimes purchase the book through my website bishopsheen.today.com, and uh, there is—it's an absolutely gem. It's a resource library of every video. Fulton Sheen ever made uh every audio reflection uh again we have a whole book section where the most popular titles are uh so again if you want to spend some time just falling in love with Fulton Sheen go to bishopsheentoday.com and there you'll see everything so when it's uh, again priced it's all free <laughs> I'm, I'm thrifty right so if I can get some free videos some free audio and even some free downloadable books I'll take it so uh bishopsheentoday.com if you thanks now, for me the no point. no
0: absolutely and, and and thank you by the way for the update for our audience at the veritas catholic network on the uh on the process on the beatification and the canonization process with that i'm going to hand it over to resinella
1: another book that i think is very important that we should talk about one of which i have read um it's three to get married very important why is it important because marriage and the family is under attack in the world this is Irrefutable, I mean, irrefutable. It's a reality everywhere. Whether people aren't getting married, or frankly, they do get married and they don't live a sacramental marriage. That book highlights many many important things. I think it's very relevant today and many people should take it up. Again, the name of the book is Three to Get Married by Archbishop Sheen. Alan, what is the most critical spiritual strategies for married couples, particularly Catholics? I know that book lays it out, but you know, just to give a couple points for our listeners.
2: Right. Yeah. And, you know, it was so important to include this book Three to Get Married in this anthology. You know, it's Sheen's 1962 book on the sacraments and his 1951 book Three to Get Married. And I will tell you, my my parents read this book in 1957 when they were getting ready to be married, and it helped them immensely. It's a great uh, roadmap to have before you. So at least you now have uh, a guidepost to live your married life. And this, you know, the spiritual strategies that fulton offers i think every one of the chapters is like um you know a, a lesson plan you know how to to approach motherhood uh the gift of children but you know i think there's four main elements of that book and i always say that fulton sheen uh, starts off right away and says it takes three to get married and i, I think this is the most critical st- strategy that i just say it, it, it hangs everything hangs on it three to get married a man a woman and God, and you have to have God in this mix, or uh, let's just say it's going to be a a harder journey. Uh, So that whole idea, three to get married. And I think that's what couples, of course, they always want the beautiful day and all this other thing, and they just kind of think, well, wing it. But unless you put God in the mix, Um, you're gonna have struggles, you're gonna have struggles. So that whole idea, three to get married. And he begins with the first six chapters talking about sex. And of course, you know, it gets everybody's attention. You say that word, of course, then everybody's all ears. But he was really stressing to say, remember, don't base your marriage on sex alone. Because if you do that, once the sex dries up, then all of a sudden you got all of these divorces irreconcilable differences so uh fulton sheen didn't mince words he warned people about uh again sex it's right place in marriage uh we know it's unitive it's procreative but still i think it was he wasn't afraid to talk about sex and i think that's one of these spiritual strategies too is to say you know don't let that be the focus of our marriage we need to get God as the focus and um you know he talks about the mystery of marriage and i think this is one thing that i think as couples especially holy couples that i meet um you could see they get it that they they get this this spiritual side i i like to say you know my wife and i live nazareth and uh when you think about nazareth they had this mystery of the child with them and uh their prayer lives all of these things so um, again Fulton Sheen was is saying remember there's the spiritual side of your marriage and this this I mean, a lot of times you read these pages and you go this is so true like when he talks about a woman with child remember she's not only carrying a child she's also cha- carrying the soul of that child and so when my wife was pregnant for the first time I was in awe of wow she's got a baby a baby in her body and a soul like this is this is it's almost trippy right but it's just so profound and this is what Fulton Sheen was trying to say remember this is going to be a mystery and there's going to be deep deep stuff uh throughout this process and you know he talks especially and again this is what I try to stress to people is he talks about I want to say almost like the last chapter or the final kiss but uh, there's that point in marriage where one of the partners will pass away and uh you know it's it's sad it's sad when um, someone loses a spouse but that was the whole key of three to get married when one leaves there's still one behind and so for a widow or a widower when you lose your spouse Christ is still there, and that's the beauty of that. And so again, these are all just little things that Fulton Sheen, I mean, it's a good read. And I tell you, it's, it's I said in the introduction of the book, um, it's a book you're gonna have to keep putting down because you're gonna read a page and go, that's so true, and meditate on it. But uh, again, that's I'm just scratching the surface here, but I know, uh, Joe and Joe, that you both, uh, of course, um, can speak uh, to your own personal experiences and how Fulton Sheen, these things, these chapters in this book, uh, you know, are, are touched home. They really are. Well,
0: I, I would say, and for those of you who are just joining us, you're at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello, way in the breach with Alan Smith. And we're talking about Fulton J. Sheen and Alan Smith's new book, uh, Archbishop Sheen's Book of Sacraments, a full Sheen anthology. I would just say very simply, um, I mean, I'm Joe and I both married late. We married sisters. Joe and I are brothers-in-law. Um, it was my, my marriage to my wife I, you know if anybody looks they, they know that we love each other and everything else but we we've had all sorts of issues that many other married couples have okay Christ is the glue my wife is much more vocal about that she will say well why are you guys happy because Christ is the glue without him there's nothing and I do want to back it up because because it's important now that people realize we don't just say things without backing it up, okay? We offer something to substantiate it. One statistic most people don't wanna hear, okay? Um, Even amongst Catholics, okay? The divorce rate in America, needless to say, is over 50%. In the the broader Catholic sense, that number is the same, okay? But if you define faithful Catholic as very simply meaning once, once a week mass on Sunday, regular confession and daily prayer, The divorce rate's four percent.
1: Actually, throw in that doesn't contracept.
0: Oh yes, then that doesn't contracept. That follows the teaching on the church on sexuality. So if you're not contracepting, uh, contracepting, obviously you're not also not aborting your children. Okay, um, that number's four percent. That's not an accident. Why? Because Christ is there. You're relying on Him. I am. I am God's. I don't even want to call myself a servant sometimes, okay? My wife sometimes feels the same way, and yet we know that we have a fruitful marriage, okay? And we will always be together because Christ is the glue i just wanted to throw that statistic in there though in other words if you get down and dirty in the in the sacraments and prayer and everything else okay that is significantly going to help your marriage but particularly those out there who may be having some problems get back to the sacraments joe i'll hand it over to you
1: no but also like like i god knows marriage no matter who you are it's hard to have a good marriage you have kids a lot of balls in the air god's grace is there you live a sacramental marriage that's why he made it a sacrament he understands um think about the challenge you talk about nazareth gosh they didn't even have a place to have their baby you know like joseph had to leave and go to egypt i'm sure he didn't speak the language i mean like these are trying times god's grace is there also something that's important the family that prays together stays together I have a very deep devotion. I know Joe Pacillo does, and I don't even know if you do, Alan, but I'm going to make a bet you do. You pray the rosary with your spouse every night. The family that prays together stays together because, again, we need God's grace. It's recognizing our humility. I need God in my marriage to help me to be the husband that I'm supposed to be. My wife needs him as well. Talk about that a little bit more, Alan, because I can't think I can't emphasize it enough. Right. And Alan,
0: Alan, if you don't mind, uh, also comment on that. But then segue into what we were going to talk about. Also, alongside that, the need for sacrifice. Joe talked about having to do what we all need to do. Well, that requires sacrifice. So, if you don't mind commenting, kind of on yeah. both, if that's okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I think you know people always say like, oh yeah, what's the difference between a a Catholic marriage, a Christian marriage, and a non-Christian marriage, and, you know, and, and I think, you know, it's almost, a, I'm not saying a no-brainer, um, because I don't want to insult the listeners or and stuff like that, but, um, you know, it's the idea of saying, do you want to have grace and God's power in your life or not, you know, and it just frustrates me to see so many good Catholics say, no, I'm not going to have a church wedding, I'm not going to go and, uh, you know, have my marriage blessed, I want to have a, you know a farm wedding or a seaside wedding or whatever and so again you just these missed opportunities to to we need all the help we can get and this is why christ Institute of the Sacraments, because he wanted to give us seven means of these channels of grace, including the sacrament of marriage. And so, uh, again, it's just one of these things where I just say, we need divine help. And, you know, you'd almost want to say you're a fool not to bring God and to get this opportunity of these blessings. So, uh, But again, it's sin that usually separates people from that. They just don't want to follow uh, the teachings of Christ. So, again, but, you know, when it comes to sacrifice, you know, you just think of, Uh, the holy example of of joseph and mary they just kept laying down their life for each other to serve the child and yet christ gives us that example of laying down his life and and this is what marriage is like it's truly the the best marriages are when you see that someone's always laying down their life They're not thinking about themselves you know um one of the famous lines of fulton sheen he'd say i don't want my life to be mine I want it to be Christ. And so you will want to live like Christ and imitate him and, uh, you know, do that. And so, you know, again, a lot of us will go to some marriage courses and we'll hear those little tips to say, you know, fathers, may I encourage you to wake up early uh, to say a few prayers for your wife and family, make that sacrifice of doing that. Um, You know, be intentional. Uh, Even if you have to put something on the fridge to say, I will, you know, do something really special for my children this week or my wife. It's this whole idea of sacrifice, sacrifice. And, you know, we think of the sacrifice of the Mass. Every day the Mass is celebrated. And so every day we have that opportunity to sacrifice. And so, again, I just point to St. Joseph and Our Lady, especially in marriage, to say those two just kept sacrificing for each other. And, of course, for our Lord. But, um, again, um, what did I say? Mother Angelica would always say, don't miss the opportunity. You know, she talked about becoming a saint. But uh, it's that whole idea of laying down our lives for our friends. So, uh, you know, imitating those words of our Lord. But it, isn't it good, so true? Good, oh, no,
0: please. I know, just very quick comment. I think a good practice would be, as we mentioned earlier, about working your way up to the, let's say that hour of power, okay, by starting small, maybe start with a couple minutes before you go to work, whatever. The same thing with sacrifice. Now, that's I'm sometimes there's this intuition that we know we're giving something up, especially when you're married or you have children. You are already giving. But if you want to take that game to the next level, try to identify some small things. Just some small things. Just start out small. And again, it's the mustard seed. The Lord will take it. And he'll you know he'll blow it up into the biggest tree. But even on that level, if you know you're already doing many things we ought to be doing sacrificially, uh, if you want to add to that, just start. Get rid of Fox News. There's a good, there's a good way to start. You know, I, I say that to all conservatives out there. I don't watch really Fox News anymore. Get rid of Fox News. There's a good sacrifice. You thought you needed something, you really don't need it. You know, hey read uh read uh uh, archbishop Sheen's book of sacraments a fulton sheen anthology that'll spend that's a lot the time spent much more productively than if you watch sean hannity i just wanted to throw that out there joe let me hand it
1: over to you but i mean christ's whole life was was sacrificial to the very end i mean we're all called to white martyrdom that's the road to heaven and the the mystery of of the nativity which is in the joyful mysteries the third let's us meditate upon that this is the witness to the world you mentioned before the show you know alan that you you're a blue collar guy you're a pipe fitter and you you also are an evangelist well that's very similar to joe and i we work and then we also do this but our witness to the world cuz man believes what he sees is our sacrificial life it says that i not only speak about christ i live what christ taught this is what i think the world is lacking people haven't met catholics enough of them and what i mean by that is someone who's walking it joseph and mary walked it you know we have to meet these people god knows we're supposed to be those people talk about that alan because i think that's another key to spreading the faith one that'll be very efficacious right
2: I think of the example of my parents in that my father left the house early every morning to go to mass before work and we knew our dad was at mass and, and then of course my mother would go to mass uh, a little bit later and bring as many children as she could. Uh, I'm one of 12 children I'm a blessed soul oh in my lord! I always say I'm a well-adjusted child right? Um, uh, you know again there was just so many blessings. but. The mass was just a lived example by my parents. Um, that that alone taught me volumes to the point where when I was older and I even had my own company, I made sure that I went to mass each day before I went into my truck and to the world of pipes, because I knew it was an example to my children. My children were seeing their father go to mass and uh, start his day with prayer. And of course that speaks volume in my three adult children, who uh, I like to say are imitating their father, because of that example but it's still this whole sense of the community sees you and so when I go into people's houses you know and I'm talking to them you know I can share with them well this is what I do I, we still pray the rosary as a family at night and uh, and everybody remembers oh yeah we used to do that years ago or stuff. So. and you know I started my day off with mass and talk about the readings or whatever but it's this whole sense of not being ashamed to say um You know, I'm not afraid to be accounted uh, or, like I say, called out, but to, uh, as the scriptures say, to bear witness and to have words to say. Uh, But again, these holy little things that we can do uh, just to lead by example. And, you know, I say to every parent, your children are watching and your community is watching because the neighbors are watching you and how you conduct yourself so we all are ambassadors of christ uh, and we need to realize that but again it's those little little things that make a big difference
0: Alan, we have about two minutes left, and as always, you know, we have on someone like you, Alan, we know we could go for about five hours, so there's a lot that we didn't get to, so hopefully we're going to have you back. I I am curious, though, you know, uh, Joe works in New York City, I work in New York City, we live in New Jersey, um, and a lot of people, like, they look at New York as being a godless, pagan place, probably because it is, okay, but there's many, many, many very good people in New York City. Very, very holy people in New York. Uh, you, you came to New York uh, a couple of years ago. You uh, you were in Queens, you stayed in the Bronx, up on 138th Street. Um, tell us a little bit about the reception. We have a couple minutes before the end of the show. Uh, what was your reception in New York um, and the message that you were bringing?
2: Well, you know, I was well received. I mean, I was nervous, right? You know, I'm from a sleepy village in Canada. So of course, you know, I'm, I'm staying in the Bronx now. My friends say, "Oh, that's Fort Apache where you stayed, you know, and, you know, again, to me, once you're in New York, it's just like any big city, it's busy. Uh, there's lots of characters, you know, there's lots of activity, but I was there to preach the gospel. And so uh, a good group of priests invited me in to speak to the university students. And uh, so, you know, we had 50, uh, university students from the area come and listen to a few Fulton Sheen Reflections. I talked about Calvary and the Mass. Um, I gave a talk to the men called Priest, Prophet, and King. Where do I begin? Because we all need to live our our priesthood, you know, our our baptismal calling to become Priest, Prophet, and King. And, you know, I talked about the cross and the seven last words. And, um, you know, it's, it's really... Um, a freedom you know fulton sheen was a freedom fighter and uh, we received this great freedom by understanding the cross because it was christ's sacrifice on the cross that helped set us free you know and of course the message that he gave from the cross the seven last words is a sermon that I think we all need to just meditate on, uh, more and more. And of course, that's why I put together the book, the cries of Jesus on the cross years ago, Sheen's writings on the seven last words. And so I shared that with the young people. So, uh, well-received. And, uh, I tell you, um, you know what the faith, it, it, people are hungry for the faith all over North America. And there was a good pocket of hungry souls that came to listen to the message of Fulton Sheen. So, uh, they treated me right. They fed me well, <laughs> and I did go away hungry and uh, got back safe to Canada but loved my trip to New York and uh, the Yankees were winning uh, in baseball like they always do it seems so
0: well, that, uh, that, that puts the, that puts the Bronx in a good mood yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day so at least you were probably safer than you normally would be um, and that's great. Alan, that really is, um, truly, you know, to spread the word, to get it out there. I mean, you know, for, like I said, you know, they're, they're doing these shows, doing these interviews out for me, I know I can speak for Joe. They're as educational as they, for us, as they are for, for our audience. So we really appreciate you coming on. Alan, where can people buy the book, um, and see, uh, any of any other information, uh, that you could give to our audience where they could find you?
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, Sophia Institute Press, uh, of course, carries uh, the three anthologies that I put together and a number of other books penned by Archbishop Sheen. And they can be found on the web at SophiaInstitute.com. So again, Sophia Institute Press. And then there's my website, BishopSheen Today.com. And I named it Bishop Sheen Today, because we need Bishop Sheen Today. So uh, easy to remember. And of course, uh, you can find the books wherever fine books are sold. But uh, there's always that thing called Amazon too, that uh, you can find many titles and you'll find the 20 books that I've put together uh of Bishop Sheen's writings on Amazon. And of course, you look for Bishop Sheen today publishing. Uh, so again, we've got lots of places, but the Holy Spirit will guide you. But I mean, I think if you just Google Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, many things will come up. So uh there's lots there. You awesome. wrote six, 66 books, so <laughs> there's lots to choose from.
0: Absolutely. Alan Smith, we want to thank you for joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. We want to thank you all out there at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content, not just the Frontline with Joe and Joe. And please, wherever you see Joe and I on social media, Frontline TV or Frontline with Joe and Joe, uh, like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.